You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn. Downloads of this show are available on Podomatic.com and the Podomatic mobile app.
Hey, you are listening to the Roden Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is Monday night, 8 o'clock in Brooklyn, and I am joined in the studio by Brian from Amber Lamps, who we open the show with their music, their song on the radio. Strangely enough, we followed it with Homicide by The Cops, who are out of Houston, and their album First Defense, which is going to be released on Friday. And if you want to tune in to Friday's edition of Brooklyn Bandstand that I'll be hosting, we're going to hear more from them. And we just followed it up with The Woods by I Am the Polish Army. And the Polish Army, uh, I Am the Polish Army, is going to be playing a gig tomorrow night at St. Vitus, which is a pretty freaking amazing gig. They are playing with the Fucktons. There we go. We were able to get the profanity in. Uh, and so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, they're playing with the Fucktons, Sick Tick, and Nylosaurus. And then the headliner being I Am the Polish Army, and it's 10 bucks. So that's uh, Tuesday night over at St. Vitus in Greenpoint. Brian, welcome. Thanks for coming in. And you're immediately at home because we have a platypus. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing I notice, I walk into the room, I turn to my right, and I see a stuffed uh, platypus uh, staring right back at me. Uh, who, who knew that that would ever sort of like. You know, yeah, you know, two years ago, uh, we made a joke about naming the album Platypus, like a plaid shirt and a cat, plaid e puss. Yeah. Uh, you know, I made that joke two years ago so that I would run into this here. It's all <laughs> my plan is coming together. <laughs> I want to know what's next, but here we'll, 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 we'll save on that. Yes. So Brian is, uh, one of the creative forces behind Amber Lamps. And uh, they released Platypus, and as he just accurately described it, um, a cat dressed in a plaid shirt. Uh, and it was released in January 2017. Brian is guitar and vocals. Eddie is bass and vocals. And currently drumming for you right now is Jenna, although when you recorded the album, uh, Steve. That's right. Okay. So, but the fun part is, is that if that's January 2017, that means we're going to be, something's coming up on the horizon in terms of getting a new release. That's exactly right. Uh, in April, we'll be driving out to Wisconsin and recording our follow-up EP. So this, um, let me tell you the background for people listening uh, at home or if you're listening on your mobile device, um, um, how we came to hear the music of Amber Lamps, and then it ties into how you're going to be going out and drinking lineys and eating brats and putting cheese on your head, and I don't know what else you're going to be doing out in, in Wisconsin. Um, but Radio Free Brooklyn recently ran a uh, campaign in conjunction with Reverb Nation, and um, we received, like, so much music, like, over, like, 4,000. Well, I can only imagine. Over 4,200 submissions. Uh, and, my God, it was... I, I love listening to music, but it was a daunting task. And needless to say, I didn't get through all of it. Right. Um and so uh, myself and other hosts at the station uh, listened to Amber Lamps, and we were like, yep, uh, we like this. Is there going to be something that we can do about trying to work with them, feature their music, have them into the studio? And so that worked out really well, as exactly evidenced right. by you're here. Um, but then tell us about how it worked with getting out to Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. Um, we uh, submit, of course, to as much on Reverb Nation as we can. Uh, we've gotten some great gigs uh, and we've gotten some other radio play through it. Uh, it's a great platform for independent bands to just put their music out there. And, you know, it's an easy place to just point people, hey, check out my Reverb Nation page. We got, I think we have about five of the 11 songs on our current album on there. Uh, and for this one, uh, we submitted to a studio in Wisconsin called Cherry Pit Studios. We submit to a lot on a whim. 
Uh, we I, I try to you know narrow it down. I don't I don't submit uh, to the hip hop competitions anymore. Sure, uh, but uh, we submitted it to this uh, studio and, in Wisconsin, and, and, and that's and that's no disrespect to oh not uh, at all hip hop. You're just like if we're going to be doing this, let's target who exactly. might be liking our music and and go from there. Exactly, it, you know, it's wasting our time, and more importantly, it's wasting their time to have to hear a, this punk band from Queens <laughs> uh, when they're looking for the next big uh, rapper. Sure, it's just not what they're looking for. Yep. So. Uh, we submitted to it on a whim about November. We got a message from the producer at the studio uh, asking if we'd be willing to drive out there if we were selected. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about it uh, for the first time then. Uh, we said yes. And then uh, two weeks later, that was it. They uh, they messaged us again. And they said we were in. We got it. We won a, a free EP. So we're going to drive all the way out to Wisconsin in, uh, in early April and get this thing banged out. And um, you're just going to do that one shot. You're going to see about trying to play some shows along the way. Well, uh, we, we booked it for a lot of the middle of the week. So it's probably going to be just, uh, you know, in the studio and sleeping. We got five days, five songs. So we're going to really have to buckle down to get this thing done in time. But Right. Um, but, I mean, I, I think there's some, you know, certainly some places along the way that you could probably stop in. And I don't know. Um, I hear great things about PJ's Logger House in mm. Detroit as a place uh, that is really welcoming uh, to bands. Mm. Well, um, I mean, it, you know, you, we'll have to see <laughs> when, it, when it gets closer. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, you're going to have to be keeping an eye on the weather and oh, yeah. all the rest of it. So um, obviously we opened with uh, on the on the radio and um, here at the Road Now we feature independent music from brooklyn new york city and uh definitely from around the globe as well and the lyrics in your song are speaking to the show that's exactly talking right. about finger on the pulse mm-hmm. and and we're trying to do it um and then but you're, you've got another lyric that says listening to the radio is like feels like you're stuck in 1974 yeah well well you know back when i was in high school uh there was a great long island rock station k rock 92.3 it was a it was a great station they played everything current everything on the on on the rock charts currently, you know, yeah. I, I, I like major label music too. It's not like I, I don't like it. Uh, so I like to hear what was new. And then that station went away. And then there was another one, 1019 RXP, but then also went away. And then the only thing left was the classic rock stations. And you get the same 12 songs from the mid seventies every day, <laughs> all day. And so it just felt like every time I got in my car, I was just, I, I had like this, you know, eight track mixtape that was just playing on repeat. <laughs> And you didn't have an eight track in your car no, no, anymore. No. Yeah. Uh, what would you have been driving around at the time, like a Chevy Chevette or something like that, with your eight track player, right? Yeah. 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 Not 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 so good. I can appreciate that um, greatly. So let's uh, let's hear some of more of that music that comes from around the globe. We are going to go over to Ireland. Remember when we were talking before, like I go down rabbit holes and looking right. for looking for music. Um, and I think everybody needs to do it. Actually, what you don't need to do is you need don't do the rabbit holes. Just tune in. For the road now every right. Monday for keep your finger on the pulse and and we'll do that rabbit hole dumpster diving for you in terms of picking up that music uh this is a band out of waterford ireland they are called the dead heavies and this is their song liquidator you're listening to the road now on radio free brooklyn Time you look. 
you're listening to the Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. What's the name of that song? That's Between the Lines. Between the Lines from Amber Lamb's most recent release, Platypus. Seven and a half years in the making for that album? Yeah, well... <laughs> When, when we first started, do we have enough time left in the show to tell that whole story? Oh, yeah, I got, I got, the, I got it down. I got okay. the quick version. You okay. know, uh, yeah, seven and a half years ago, right when we were graduating high school, okay. uh, our bassist uh, Eddie, Eddie James, EJ, uh, came to me. We were, we only hardly even knew each other, but he knew that I played the guitar and I knew that he played the bass. And he just contacted me one day and said, "Hey, you want to learn some Green Day covers? My uncle's setting up a stage and a couple of the speakers at my high school graduation party. Want to play some covers with me?" absolutely <laughs> that's a great high school graduation Ex- party. it was an awesome party <laughs> yeah. we showed up it went horribly as expected <laughs> uh, but, but still that's what makes it a great high school exactly. graduation party as well yeah and we had that much fun playing at this party even though it was kind of a disaster um <laughs> my, my facebook friends can still see the videos on there somewhere yeah. uh but then later that summer we we're just like you know let's just keep playing you know why not and then eventually we we just started messing around with this with this uh, this rhythm, this beat, this chord progression that ended up becoming Eddie's Basement because that's where we were practicing at the time. And so the song was called Eddie's Basement, and the entire song is pretty much as it was ad libbed by me in you know July two thousand nine uh, about how hot it was and how uncomfortably yeah. uh, we were practicing down there. And so that was our first song, and that plus seven more years and ten more songs, and there's our album. <laughs> So you didn't tell the people out in Wisconsin then, like, great, we'll be, we'll see you in in six years. How long can we hold on to this? Right. No. The, the, the good the good news is that the songs are, are coming a lot faster now, so we have uh, we have some to choose from this time. And you're saying that because you feel like you've as as a group as a as a band that you found more your your voice. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or or has the process itself become easier? Well, I'll say the process still hasn't really uh, become easier. Uh, but we, we, we at least understand how it works now. Uh, you know, but the first album was just, I, I didn't have that much to write about. You know, I'm a college kid. I didn't really, you know, not, not that much was going on in my life. But, but you projected well to 23. That's right. Well, that one I wrote when I was 23. <laughs> that one I, I was, uh, that, okay. for Between the Lines, I was 23 years old, still living with my parents. I went to see uh, Fall Out Boy in uh, the PNC Bank Arts Center in New Jersey. Sure. And it was, uh, it was, it was them and Wiz Khalifa and Hoodie Allen. And it made no sense. No. No sense at all. So we were there. We got there early enough. And we're sitting on the lawn. It's me and my girlfriend. And we were the only people that we could see who weren't 14 years old or younger or those kids' parents. <laughs> and so that whole song came out of that feeling like, you know, I'm not these people. I'm yeah. definitely not these people yet. Yeah. Which am I? Between the lines came out of that. Got it. Yeah, try being me when you go to a show. <laughs> It, it it's a weird experience um so before between the lines we heard the dead heavies their song liquidator they are from waterford ireland you can find more from them at the deadheavies.com and they are going to be playing their next gig long way off but if you're looking to go home and you must have some irish roots in you absolutely oh, okay so if you want to go to the waterford walls art festival on august 25th the dead heavies are going to be playing and, and that's in Ireland. And that's in Ireland. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm just, you know, I'll saying. put it on my, I'll put it on my calendar sure. as, a, as a soft maybe. <laughs> if they, ha- yeah, if they have the event page up on Facebook, that's true. you can, you can sort of say you're interested. That's right. I'm and interested. Not, and, and not, and not committed to it. Um, let, let, let's go back and talk, uh, about your gig at the shill and say it correctly for me in the full length name. It's the Shillelagh Tavern. The Shillelagh Tavern. Thank you. So, um, Brian and I were talking beforehand, and I think it's really kind of important to give a shout out to them oh, absolutely. Uh, in, in terms of how you were describing 
what they do with shows. So maybe maybe share that with people because I, I think it's it's really cool for what they're doing, and I think it's important for people who uh, consume music and live music to support a venue That's like right. that. Well, the Shillelagh Tavern, it's, uh, it's in Astoria. I believe it's on, uh, uh, it's on 30th Avenue, I think around 48th or 49th Street. And it's just, it's this small little Irish pub. And when you walk in the front door, it's this narrow little place. There's hardly even room enough to pass by the people sitting at the bar, but you go into the back and there's a little doorway. And in the back is this big open room and they have this little stage and they have a really good sound system and they do these, these five to ten dollar shows and the bands get that money. They, they take, they, the, Bar only makes the money off the drink sales, and it's just a great experience to play at a place like that because it's really they care more about the music and the experience than just taking all the money and saying, too bad you guys didn't bring enough people. Yeah, which, which is always a, a frustrating thing. I, and again, I, I just think it's great that we need those type of places, that we need those type of venues. Uh, New York City is a great place. There's a lot of creative people. Uh, there's people making some incredibly great music, but they need to be, if they're going to get well known they're going to get better known they need to be able to be playing those live shows in front of audiences right and um you know it's not that bit of like sorry you can't play here because you're not going to get enough people yeah we've had we've had enough gigs i obviously won't name any names <laughs> not here to do that uh but we've played these gigs where you know uh one of them it was raining the day of and the guy texted me and said you know uh do you think this is going to affect your turnout and i said well we're still hoping for a good turnout and he and he sent back he said hoping is like wishing and right away, I'm like, well, we're definitely not playing here ever again. Um, so when you recorded the album, the, that you also did the home recordings first or a couple of oh, yes, acoustic right. versions. The house, the house recordings. The house recordings. Right. Thank you. Um, but do you have different expectations for what's going to be going on with your next EP or... Well, it's going to be an it's going to be an interesting experience. We, I've had two studio experiences, like you mentioned. I did yeah. the house recordings, which was at this little studio, literally in a house uh, on Long Island in Beth Page, where I grew up. And I just went down there. I think three hours, and we recorded you know acoustic versions of two of the tracks on Platypus. Um, and so that was that was very singular, and it was just me, the producer, and my like my dad tag along. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was very relaxed and laid back, and just let's just set up a couple microphones and see what happens. Uh, for Platypus, we recorded with a friend of ours, Mike Mazada, at uh, Providence Music Group, which is in Lindbrook, Long Island, and he operates out of a, a church. And so we set up the drums on the chapel, uh, on the altar. Altar, thank mm-hmm. you. Not on the chapel. That would have been weird. Um, on, <laughs> and uh, we had to set up dampers because the sound of the drums was too big, and you can hear it in the album that it really does. The drums sound like cannons, especially in songs like James, where the drums are, are more front and center. Um, so since we were working with a friend and it was just me, uh, Eddie, Steve at the time and Mike, uh, it was a very different atmosphere. So we're interested to see what it's going to be like working with, uh, you know, a producer producer and not somebody who's known these songs for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, now it's just going to be, we're going to send him a few demos, uh, you know, probably a month or two before we head out there. And, and, you know, we're going to have to they'll have an idea of what you're hoping to do or right. the direction that you're going to be trying to go. Right. Yeah. But it, the, I think the nice part of it as well, though, is that these people who you're going to be working with already like your music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, That's big for us. It, well, I think it's big for anybody just in, in terms of, you know, again, not, not naming any names like about venues or whatnot, but hearing people's horror stories of they sort of went to a recording studio and the person didn't 
like what they were doing or wasn't wasn't really into what they right. were doing and that it affects the quality of the recording. And so I think it's great now that you're, you know, obviously your your first experience was with somebody who was, a, I'll say, a fan of, of the band and liked the like your music. And now you're going off to somebody else who's relatively a complete stranger, but they like the music and they want to help you develop it and they want to help you put out a good product. Absolutely. Um, and so I think that's a, a really nice sort of situation to go find yourself mm-hmm. in. Um, so we'll, we'll just keep our fingers crossed. Oh, that. Yeah. Um, have you thought of like doing a recording so we don't get a Blair Witch Project or anything like that happening? Oh, like doing like a live video feed while we're out there. <laughs> we'll just be on Facebook Live with my phone in my pocket the whole time. No, I was meaning so that, you know, we'll never hear from you again. And no. Well, you know, the whole reason we're doing the recording is that you will hear from us again. <laughs> well, remember the Blair Witch Project? Oh, yeah. where they went? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Bad joke. You know, I, I try sometimes. So um, let, let's tie this in since you are going to be going on that uh, trip. Uh, the next song we have up in the queue uh, is called Head Trip. I hope you guys don't have any of that while you're out there. Um, And this is another band going back to your roots, somewhat my roots as well. Um, And this is the Serpent Motors. They are from Ireland as well. And then uh, we're going to hop over to France, and then we're going to be back into Astoria, Queens. And we're going to talk with Brian again and play more from Amber Lamps. You're listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn.
So Brian just had a good laugh at me uh, when the light bulb went off over my head, and I'm like, "There's the service bell." That's right. <laughs> on the on the uh, on the back of the CD, on the inside of the uh, the booklet, there we have a list of what everybody did on the album, and you know, uh, mine has on it. Uh, I think it says guitar, vocals, uh, music stand. I played the music stand on that song, and I played the service bell on that song. Because <laughs> I was reading that and just kind of going like, "All right, what the hell?" Like, there's an inside joke there, but then. Just during that, you can hear it distinctly there during that, there that break, that, that, that lull in the song. We open that set with the song Head Trip by Serpent Motors, uh, their album Oil on Fire. They're going to be playing in Sheffield, UK on March 31st. See, I'm trying to like, you, you might think that I have a travel agency tie in, but I don't. Maybe I should get a sponsorship for a travel agency and we can do all this plugging of shows. Uh, we followed it with a band out of France called The Scanners, their song Checkpoint Planet, their self titled release uh, came out last month and they're going to be doing their album release show in Lyon, France on the 23rd, so a little more than two weeks. And then we followed it with Bitter Ride. Man, life is a shit show. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that, one's a, that one's a tough one. So so let me let me figure this out. Like, you lost your job. That's right. Uh, lost your girlfriend. That's right. And then what's next? Yeah, and then you get kicked out of your apartment. Ah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Back to sleeping on the couch. Back to sleeping <laughs> on the parents' couch. <laughs> Which is now becoming a real thing because my parents are getting rid of my bed and my old uh, my old house and replacing it with a couch. So the whole thing is now coming true in reverse order. Katie, for listening to this, <laughs> please, please keep the bed, keep the bed. I might need some place to eventually go. Don't turn it into a sewing room right. or whatever with that. Um, so with a change in band, uh, you've now got a, a, a female drummer. That's right. One of the things that um, certainly I, I've, and, and you know, Jen is not here to talk about the experience, but I, I've found interesting talking to female guests when in bands that there's still sort of somewhat of that whole bit of like, oh, right, you're girls, you can play rock and roll, you can play punk rock music. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we're we're lucky that uh, so far we haven't really gotten uh, much of that. Everybody that that knows us knows Jenna. Uh, she's in another band. Uh, Pinehurst Farms with a bunch of other guys that we all we all went to middle school together. Uh, mm-hmm. Me, Eddie, Jenna, and then most of the guys from Pinehurst Farms. Um, and so everybody knows who she is. But uh, whenever there's anybody who doesn't, you know, uh, we we uh, played a show recently, and uh, after the show, one of the guys from one of the other bands came up to us and said, "Jenna's really good." <laughs> and and I'm, I'm and I turn around like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, she's really good. You know, that's that's why she's in our band. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, it's a compliment, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, but there's always that, that little tiny bit of, you know, instead of, yeah, yeah, your, your new drummer's really good. It's, it's, she's really good. You know, it goes up a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it shows a little more, uh, I'm surprised. That's, that's what it says to me, which yeah. is, it's unfortunate, uh, because obviously there's a lot of good, uh, 
just musicians out there. And, right. you know, that's how we see it. We're musicians who like music. And, you know, we, we reached out right away when we needed a drummer to Jenna because we knew, we knew, uh, you, you know, were, you were getting quality. Exactly. Yeah. Did, did her addition then change your songwriting process? Although you do the majority of it. Well, um, so far, uh, pretty much all the songs that we've, uh, written will come from, uh, one of us. Uh, it's usually me or, or EJ will come up with a, uh, a chord progression or a song structure and we'll do some sort of demo of it, whether it's just, you know, grabbing an old rock band microphone, plugging it into the side of the computer and banging it out on an acoustic or, you know, really going into, uh, Reason, the, uh, production software and really putting together a, a quality demo. And we'll share them back and forth. We'll play them for each other at practice. And then usually once we get a structure down, then I'll try to take it and try to write lyrics to it. Um, and so that's uh, that's still pretty much the case. Um, a lot of the songs that we have now with Jenna that we're going to record in April, mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're already coming together uh, when she joined. They're obviously much more finished now, uh, but we, we already had most of the ideas set. Uh, when when she joined so okay it's been mostly the same we had mentioned earlier about other bands where to get their music etc we've talked about reverb nation that you're on there if somebody wants to pick up platypus as uh, the best place to go find you on on facebook and then go to Bandcamp to pick that's it right. up okay. that's right Bandcamp is the best place to find us uh the easiest way to find us is to uh just google amber lamps ny ny obviously meaning new york um <laughs> <laughs> With a space, without a space, doesn't matter. Just ignore the uh, the silly YouTube videos of that guy getting punched on the tr- on the uh, bus. Oh, I haven't seen those. Okay, good. Yeah, that was an accident. We didn't realize that that was what the name was coming from until uh, it was a little too late to change it. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, what does the name mean? Um, to be honest, it doesn't really mean anything. Okay, um, good. We we just yeah. came up with a name that we thought was uh, you know it snaps it's it's uh, rolls off the tongue. Sure. Uh, it came from uh, my brother. Uh, started calling an ambulance an amber lamps. And ah, I thought that he okay. made that up on his own. It turns okay. out he got it from this silly YouTube video from like 2008. Okay. And I didn't know that. And uh, uh, so neither I found out did any of the other band members uh, until somebody came up to us after one of our shows and said, you guys named after that, that video? That douchebag. What video? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You know, it was, that was a mess. Have you trademarked it? We have, we have not trademarked it. Mm, well, then get some royalties from that guy. Oh, yeah. I think he came first. Ah, yeah, but that didn't. Ah, he won't see you. Um, do you have recollections of like your? Do you know what your first show was? Uh, like your first sort of bigger show that you went to go see, and then when that sort of clicked in that this is something you wanted to try and aspire to in terms of playing and I, I like know, to, at something more than a high school graduation oh, party. Yeah. Um, well, I like to say that I have three concerts that I went to that I attended that. I have three first concerts. I have one when <laughs> when I went with my neighbor and her parents when we were seven or eight years old, and we sure. sat outside of the Jones Beach uh, Stadium when uh, Hanson was there, <laughs> and we ended up getting in. Um, so that was one. <laughs> okay. And then I saw Weird Al Yankovic uh, in 2002, I think. But my first real rock show was I went to see uh, Green Day on the uh, second leg of the American Idiot Tour at Giant Stadium in 2005. Yeah, okay. That was the one that really did it for me. The openers were, I think, Against Me, who I didn't even know at the time, and Jimmy Eat World, who I also loved. And that was the show, uh, just seeing the whole thing. Just the fact that I noticed that this band, you know, who plays the same kind of music, my favorite kind of music, and now basically the same kind of music that we play and we write, uh, is playing at a stadium where... People in the nosebleeds like us, we can see the song end before we hear it end. <laughs> I, I thought that was I the even coolest thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know, you okay. watch Trey Cool; he hits those cymbals, 
and then two seconds later, you hear the last symbol. It's it was a wild experience, and uh, I've never been that far away again. I always get the better tickets now. <laughs> and then what was the, the third one? You said Joe. Second one was the Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, the Weird Al Yankovic. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, how yeah. was that? That was great. Really? It was at Westbury Music Fair in the round. Oh, Did a bunch okay. of costume changes. He came out in the fat suit for fat. Came out dressed as a, as a Jedi for Yoda and. The saga continues. It's great. I I guess he's he's had a long long career. Oh yeah. Um, and so whatever sort of show he's going to put on is going to have great production. He's an entertainer. He's an entertainer. So saying that, then do you? I mean, I, I know it's not, it's sort of weird. Do you take away something from that? I'm like, hmm, what can we use there for Amber Lamps? Well, you know, we actually we we look to a lot of our influences, and uh, we we my favorite thing is I love lyrics, and I love I love when there's some humor in the lyrics. Um, I not necessarily weird Yankovic style outright joke songs yeah. like that, but we we like to try to find the humor in some situations. So you know we have uh, some silly lines in even songs like uh, Another Lie, which is a, a very serious song about being cheated on. Thank God it's a fictional song, sure. but uh, you know we we like to throw in some silly lines here and there. And a song like uh, Bitter Ride, uh, that song came out of a joke that we had. You know th- that old joke of uh, you know what happens when you listen to a country song backwards. You get your house back, you get your dog back, you get your wife back. <laughs> And so we decided, let's basically write one of those depressing songs where just everything goes wrong, but make it as happy as possible. And the first thing, immediately after we talked about that, the first thing that came to my mind was, whoa, I think I just lost my job. Yeah. And that line, it just it's so cheery, but the, the implication is so bad. Uh, and that was the fastest song we ever wrote. It came out in about 10 minutes. Just the whole thing just came together right away. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, it, I lost my job. Hey, but I'm happy about it. So. Brian, it has been great uh, having you here and visit, and the time has just uh, rocketed by. We're actually going to close out on the song that is not as cheery okay. as some of the other ones. We're going to close out with Legacy, um, and uh, I think it's there. There, it's a it's a heavy song, but I think there's also there's that uplifting part Absolutely. in it as well uh, of of family, the importance of family, and whether and that family extending actually to uh, maybe not particularly blood relatives, but the people who you are closest with and rely on in those times of, of need. That's exactly right. Uh, um, and then uh, we're going to hear from Laissez Fairs, their song High Horse. They are out of Las Vegas. And then Iced Inc., who are their song Mall of America, which is in Minnesota, Minnesota, uh, the other side of Wisconsin. So you don't and you don't want to go there. Uh, <laughs> members of Ice Inc. used to be uh, here in Brooklyn, but uh Work takes people to the strangest places sometimes. One of those things, strange right. places, is Minnesota, that's for sure. But um, when's the next gig? Do we know? Uh, we don't yet. We're working on getting some gigs set up, okay. but we're, uh, we're, we're focusing a lot on the, uh, on the EP. Right, so. and, and getting prepared for that because you're going right. to have to be doing it in a condensed amount of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't so. want to drive across to Wisconsin and do half of it. Right. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're going to try to get these songs together as quickly as possible. If, if we have time to do one or two more shows before then, we'll definitely do that. But you were talking about um, maybe possibly doing a show with some friends of ours in Castle Black, who That's we adore, right. uh, Bedpan Fight, who are friends of friends. Right. Um, so we'll keep an eye out for that. Uh, and that might be sort of at our favorite, at Radio Free Brooklyn's favorite venue, The Well, where we do a series That's of what we're shows. working on. Okay. Uh, when that happens, we will definitely... Uh, let people know because people will be tuning in because we have our finger on the pulse. That's right. <laughs> Thanks very much uh, for coming in, Brian. We have been uh, visiting with Brian 
from Amber Lamps. We've been playing tunes from their most recent release, Platypus. When they have new music out, we will definitely uh, share it here and you can pick it up uh, at their shows and we will be telling you about their shows when they happen. So stay tuned for Everybody Plays the Fool with Shane. You've been listening to The Road Hour on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you. 